0: This is The Nintendo Show, the best damn Nintendo podcast on the internet. No snarky intro for Ryan this time, who is not here, because I honestly didn't think of it until we started going. Oh.
1: Come on. Like, we, we, I'm sure we can think of something.
0: Uh, okay, Ryan is... Um, See,
1: now they know it's fake because we're, we're trying to pull it out for, uh.
0: <laughs> Right, right. You know, not that we usually put a whole lot of forth onto anything that we talk about, yeah. but, you know, we usually... I
1: to that Proud Boys thing, but that, that was legit. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> like, and he's, you know, he's going to pay for it. <laughs> uh, this is going to be the mini show. We're doing things a little bit out of order again because, you know, uh, apparently, like, you guys have... Th- Things that you do, as opposed to sitting in a closet recording podcasts, which is the thing I that actually,
1: I do. I actually have had a life lately. I haven't been playing a whole lot of games I don't, and stuff. It's I don't like this. Weird. I, don't like I, don't, it. I don't like it either, really. Stop it. Like, I'm trying to get healthy. I'm going to the gym. Oh, my I'm God. working out. Yeah, weightlifting. It's weird. Oh, gosh. What? No. we can keep recording. A video game that I tried to open a half hour ago just came up. <laughs> but it's not interrupting anything.
0: Oh, how strange.
1: Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, let's
0: see. Oh, well, so so we're out of order here. Usually, we do the Pokemon show first, and we are going to get to that. There's going to be a Pokemon Presents actually tomorrow, so we're going to circle the wagons again relatively soon and talk about some Pokemon stuff. We'll see what actually gets announced to that thing. I'm not really expecting much. I don't expect much out of Pokemon Presents uh, videos because they got a lot. Yeah. Of, they they got like a lot of things that they cover, like mobile. Uh, game stuff, and you know, maybe like some sort of Pokemon Unite. The only thing I really expect to see out of it is maybe a solid release date for one of the expansions that they're doing for Scarlet Violet. But mm-hmm. you know, I don't think yeah. we'll see a new game announced. Um, Arceus two. You, you know, I, th- I think there are people that who would like for that to happen. I'd be I'd be fine with that, but I'd rather see that on a successor system where they have a bit more, you know, yeah, horsepower. It's
1: a low- yeah, it's still a little too soon for something like that.
0: Not that I think that Game Freak and the Pokemon Company would use a system to its fullest potential, but they'd have more to work with. Yeah. Um. But so this is going to be the mini-show. We are going to talk a little bit about Switch 2, but before we do that, I'm going to time capsule this episode really quick. Oh, God. I've got two things. Our obviously criminal former president was indicted for committing more obvious crimes. Uh, don't worry, nothing's going to happen. Uh, And also, the state of Oregon ended its ban on self-service gas pumps. In the state of Oregon, until like last week, since for the past seventy-two years, you have not been allowed to pump your own gas. Someone did it for you. I think the only state left that does it is New Jersey at this point.
1: So, so there's okay. So Oregon doesn't have any service pumps they do anymore. they do
0: well they have they have the pumps of course but yeah, 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 someone yeah. had to but, pump your gas for you you couldn't pump gas into your own car oh yeah, yeah. like that's weird like it's like fucking 1950s or something. something yeah that that's very odd yeah it mm. had something to do with like um they had safety regulations because i guess they couldn't trust people to not smoke and pump their gas at the same time <laughs> but you know in the state of florida we don't give a fuck smoke a joint no. while you're pumping your gas while your car is still on we don't care do it <laughs> We dare you to do it. Um, I, I found out just today from, back there from the Discord group that we should invite your buddy John to the Discord group. Not me. him another one. Um, another John. Hey, John. Um, we, we should invite him onto the Discord group, first of all, most importantly. And second of all, I found out in the Discord group today that there are other states, specifically like North Carolina and a couple of the other states some of our Discord buddies live in, where you have to, like, take your car in for an inspection, Every year, like you're renewing your registration and then you're also like having your car inspected for anything that needs to happen to it. I'm thinking things like uh, uh, safety things, like all your mirrors are in the right place and all of like your your blinkers and brake lights are, are working, that kind of stuff.
1: You know, just in case there's some C4 in your engine, just just for that day, it's just really rough. Well, they don't care at all. They
0: don't care if John no, they care yeah, They don't care if John <laughs> Poppers is driving through your state. Uh, they just want to know that his blinkers are working. But I I don't know. I had never heard of this before because, of course, we don't have something like that in the state of Florida. As long as, you know, you can tie your airboat to your bumper so you can drag it down the highway, we don't give a shit.
1: Yeah. People come to Florida to die. Who cares what
0: we're doing? To to die and be ridiculous. We're good at those two things. Um, I I don't know. It's just very strange to me. But. Neither here nor there. It's the mini-show. We'll talk about whatever the fuck we feel like. And what I feel like talking about, Wes, is the Switch 2. Oh, God. It, it,
1: it, do we actually think this is going to happen
0: this time? Um, you, you know, let me let me go through, like, the latest rumors. Because I think out of all the times we've talked about a, uh, a, a Switch rumor, whether that be, like, usually to this point they've been about Switch Pro, which we have been very staunchly against. Like, nah, this probably isn't a thing. Um, and... We've been proven right time and time again. Um,
1: I, I hope it's something like the OLED where everybody is like, this is going to be a Switch Pro. I hope it's the same thing, except it's actually just going to be like the Mega Switch. It's even bigger. I think it's like a 10-inch <laughs> tablet Switch. <laughs> like that's, I just hope they get ridiculous. So
0: um, <laughs> the rumors that are going around now, and there are a lot of video game websites that have, have picked this up, um, but none of them are actually naming their sources I guess it's kind of understandable because if you name your source, they're less likely to give you more information. But we don't know like where these rumors are coming from. We just have like multiple video game websites saying like, yeah, we've confirmed with a couple of different sources, and this seems to be, you know, the direction that they're at least going in. So, the the big uh, bullet points for the Switch Two is that it uh, will have. Uh, an LCD screen, probably not an OLED screen, but there are some rumors out there saying that they might have two possible SKUs for the Switch Two, possibly at I mean, launch. They,
1: they might as well because they already have the OLED screens. So
0: I don't know that they would have two models at launch. I could definitely see like a Switch Two launching with an LED screen just to kind of get units out there, and then you know, uh, during the life of the system, do an OLED model for that as well. Um, I, 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 one of the, the biggest ones I suppose we're kind of like putting this as a foregone conclusion but it's also rumored to be another hybrid console like the Switch you'll have a dock and play, be able to play it in handheld as well as on screen which I think um, you know if I ran the circus over at Nintendo it'd be exactly what I would do but you know they're a bunch of weirdos um, I, I think that uh, well, oh gospel or gossip quest what do you think uh, a hi- hybrid system for Switch 2?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, gossip. I'm gonna say. I mean, there, there's 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 too much going on with the Switch Two being that hybrid. There's no way they're gonna backtrack and take something like that away. They would have to add something else to it. So maybe the Switch Two. I I don't, I don't even know. There's no way they're gonna ditch that mobile
0: mm. I, part of it. I agree. Yeah, I think it's a, a hybrid console as well. Uh, what What do you think, Gossip or Gossip? Do you think they'll have two SKUs at launch, or do you think it would more likely be staggered?
1: I i will say it's gospel it's probably going to be staggered but i would not be surprised if they did it because i mean the o- the oled switch sells well um and i mean i, I wouldn't be surprised
0: yeah i agree i think that uh, though they will have a couple of different SKUs, but i think there's going to have the one at launch um the next big bullet point is an eight inch screen which i think puts it a little bit bigger than the oled it's like
1: seven point something. Yeah,
0: I I personally think that that is gossip. I don't think that they go much bigger than what they currently have. I say the would. Yeah, yeah. I think they would. You think they go eight inch? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think they would. Uh, cart based physical media, possibly a different shape from the current Switch carts. What do you think? You think they go with with physical media again?
1: Well, I, I they're gonna have physical media. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we're at that point yet where the consoles are going to be ditching it. Um, because I still sell... When it comes to like the PlayStation and the Xbox, I'm still selling more of the physical consoles than the digital. The only reason why I would think that they would go digital is if they don't make it backwards compatible. Um, that would be the only case where I think maybe they just go full digital. But if they want that backwards capability, they got to go physical on it.
0: Yeah, I think... Um... I, I think you're right in that uh, they, they'll still have a physical media we'll see if that ends up being different or not I think that uh, just, just because it's a different shape um, and, and our, our buddy Spoonie over in the Discord group uh, brought up this point just cuz a different shape doesn't mean it won't be backwards compatible because the 3DS cart shape is slightly different from the DS so as long as they're similar enough you could have a system where you know a, a switch cart and a switch 2 cart go into the same cart sloter reads them both that's a possibility i think that uh, i I'm, I'm going to take aside this i'm going to say that that is the most likely Scenario where they do a physical media, uh, I think gospel. They're definitely doing physical media. They're not going to go pure digital yet, and I think it's most likely that they'll do a physical media that's similar enough to a, a switch cart, if not the exact same thing, so that you can have that backwards compatibility. I don't think backwards compatibility is a, an important thing to Nintendo. I think it's important thing to some very vocal people on the internet. For me, it's not a deal-breaker. It would be real nice. I'd like to yeah. have a system where, you know, I could probably continue to play Switch games on uh, on Switch 2, but, you know, not not a deal-breaker in the slightest for me.
1: I Now that we were talking, maybe the double skew... I doubt that they would do this, but the only thing... Like, PlayStation and Xbox have two skews at launch uh-huh. because they had a digital version and a physical version. Yeah, I don't think Nintendo would do that. I don't think so either, but... That is a little, another thought.
0: No, I don't think so either. Because uh, one of their their big markets is uh, parents buying games for their children, and it's just mm-hmm. a much easier thing to. It's still a much easier experience to go into uh, like a retail store and buy a game and give it as a gift rather than you know entering credit card information. Like people are much more comfortable with that now than they you know were uh, ten fifteen years ago. But you know, it's um, I, I think it's it's still a, a large enough part of their their game sales. I would I think um, I don't think we've gotten definitive numbers, but I still think it's like a majority of their game sales is still a physical media. So I don't think that they want to cut out any part of that audience for any system. And I think that if you have the two SKUs for a Nintendo system, like this one does digital only, and this one does uh digital and physical, I think it just confuses the normies. I think that mm. it's still a big enough part of their their game sales to the normies that, you know, they they want to make it as easy for them as possible.
1: Yeah, I agree. I had to sit there and explain the two consoles constantly. Mm. Well, what's the benefit of this and that? I'm like, well, it's mostly capacity. And...
0: Do you want to buy it or not? I'm not a used car salesman. So you want your kid to
1: lose a cartridge, or do you want to fill up the space in your game system? Mm. That's the, mm.
0: the trade-off. Can I just take care of your shit. Um. One of the other rumors is 512 gigabytes of internal storage. Uh, I would assume solid state because I don't think they're putting a hard drive in a in a no. hybrid portable system. Uh, what do you think? You think the internal storage goes that big?
1: No, I don't think they're going to go that big on the Switch. Mm. Um, their Switch games just aren't that big. I mean, what's the biggest Switch game that you can think of? Uh, I,
0: mean, I I don't uh, actually don't know their. So I think um, even games like Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, were somewhere between 8 and 12 gigabytes. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's just, it's not really necessary. If they want to go more expanding out to other consoles and get more games like like Skyrim or something Mm -hmm. like that, whatever they do when they put other game console stuff in theirs, they would need to because they're going to be bigger games. But i don't think they really need to definitely at least 64.
0: well yeah um, I, I think uh, I think you're right I think uh, I would go gossip for the 512 gigabyte internal storage um the only reason I could see that happening is if that's all they could get for solid state but I don't think we're at that point yet where like things that are like you, you can still get 16 32 64 gigabyte you know SD cards for solid state memory so it's not like yeah. the only thing available is the 512. Uh, I think that is a little bit larger than they typically do. Because if you think about, like, uh, back on the Wii, uh, fucking 15 years ago, the internal storage was 512 megabytes. Yeah. And uh, for the Wii U, there was an 8 gigabyte model as well as a 32. But then when you get to the Switch, the only option is the 32. So they haven't gone bigger than 32 yet. I do think they go bigger than 32.
1: I mean, the the OLED is uh, 64. Oh, is it
0: really? Yep. Learn,
1: the OLED at 64 gigs. Learn,
0: learn something new every day. Hey, then, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the, I think that's the goalpost. I think 64 is a, a solid, prediction for what they would do there. And I think like the 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 thing that makes these rumors the most plausible this time around is that there are a, a couple of different um, uh, thoughts about uh, when this is launching, but somewhere in the second half of 2024. And some people take that to mean, like, August, September. Um, some other sources were saying, like, late 2024, so October, November, but kind of within that second half of the year time frame, I think we're more likely to see this thing in October, November 2024. But the fact that it's not like, yep, the announcement is imminent, we're going to be seeing a Switch Pro within a couple of months, um, I think that it, it kind of makes it the most plausible, because that's sort of the time frame where... Nintendo would typically launch a system between uh, the October-November months of the year.
1: Didn't they launch the Switch early? Yeah, they launched like it in ever... March. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I, was... I wouldn't be surprised if they do something like that.
0: Yeah, could be. Uh, if, um, like, uh, maybe it gets pushed to 2025 or something. I don't think we're looking at March of next year. for a...
1: No, no, no.
0: But who knows? There are a bunch of weirdos over there. I think the only yeah. reason we saw the Switch launch in... March of 2017 was because of just how flat they fell on their faces on, with the Wii U. Like, I think the the Switch, they really tried to turn over that console lifecycle as quickly as they could because they needed to move on from Wii U. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is a shame. I really liked the Wii U. I liked the big gamepad. <laughs> I liked the concept behind it. Mm. It's just... What do you think really was the failure of the Wii U? Oh, so I many things. Most of it is just the name. So many things.
0: one thing. So many things. Um, the, the, the name is bad. Their initial marketing was bad. There were people, like, people that we worked with at the time, people who worked in, like, a tech retail store, who were confused about, like, if the Wii U was just the gamepad that you played, that you connected to your Wii, or if it was a new console. Um, the... Of the, the brand, I think at that point had totally fallen off. Like the Wii, so Wii did really, really well for them. It was great. But a large portion of their audience had moved on to smartphones at that point. I don't think they did a, did a good job of making a, a system to uh, regain some of that audience back or uh, any of like the, the traditional gaming audience back over to them. Um, the timing was rough because it was. A year after the Microsoft console at that point, and even Sony with uh, the PS3, uh, it took them a while to build up momentum because they had the the head start. I think that the Wii U launched in 2012. I think they should have launched it in 2011, and maybe they would have been able to carry over some momentum from the previous generation's life cycle. But 2012 for the Wii until the Wii U launch was a dead year. There was not much happening that year.
1: Yeah, and all that is. Not the system itself's fault. Mm. It's just how they handled mm-hmm. it badly. Yeah, so yeah, I think there, yeah. yeah,
0: there are a lot of things that were botched.
1: Um, um this system was great. I mean, giving a gamepad on the Switch too, I'd be on board for that.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, the, uh, a new like smaller, smaller controller, controller, or like or bigger, whatever. Fuck it. Maybe the eight inch oh, one is oh, just going to be the. Let, the...
1: Let, let's get real ballsy on this. Guess you can use your regular Switch as the oh, game my pad God. for the Switch too. No,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, I, I think, but you had to buy the link cable. <laughs> uh, I think that was one of the things that made uh, that created a lot of the confusion between the Wii and the Wii U. Is that there were controllers, of course, like your, your Wii remotes, your nunchucks, that would work on a Wii U. I think just further confused the normies. Like, wait, is this the same thing or is this something new? I don't think they had. A,
1: yeah, they, they did that so bad. I, I
0: don't think they had a very good launch lineup either. Like, uh, I had a good enough time with Nintendo Land, and I really like New Super Mario Brothers U, but those are your big first-party titles that you're launching with. That's not that's not a strong lineup. Um, yeah, but how was Tears and
1: Wind Waker on the Wii U? Well, you know, I... Not Tears. Uh, Breath of the Wild, yes. Twilight. Twilight, Twilight and, um, and Wind Waker. I just got done playing Tears. That's why it's on my brain. Because um, you can use your pad for, like, inventory management and stuff like that. True. true. And the map.
0: And I, just... So handy. I really miss having just uh, an, a map just instantly there.
1: Oh, it's so handy.
0: Um, so, so what do you think? Gossip or gossip? We're seeing a new Nintendo system late
1: 2024. Uh, I I don't know. I'm very hesitant because of the, the Switch Pro OLED mess up. But, but we were correct. Um, we
0: were 100% right. We were
1: 100% correct that it wasn't going to be a Switch Pro. Um. Which makes me laugh, but I I I think people are getting their hopes up. I don't think we're going to see it twenty twenty
0: four. Ooh, you think it's coming later?
1: I think it's coming later. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, I think we're going to disagree on this. I'm saying gospel, absolutely twenty twenty four. Right around like uh, mid November is when we're going to see it. That's my prediction, and I've never been wrong. I definitely didn't say they would do the exact same thing in twenty twenty two. I was not. <laughs>
1: But John, I had that podcast right here, right? It's all geared up at that. Oh, you brought the tape, you bitch. <laughs> uh, and the last one... Um, I, I made a soundboard of all your incorrect things. It's a very small I just,
0: soundboard. I just, oh, it, it's pages. I just... <laughs> um, and the, the last thing is uh, it will be launching with a new 3D Mario game. Mario game. What do you think, gospel or gossip? Gospel or gossip?
1: Uh, the only way that's gospel is if it's coming out with wonder.
0: No, Wonder's a 2D game. It is, but... Uh, and Wonder, is that Wonder will be out in, like, two and a half months.
1: Yeah, that's... I... I, 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 I think... Gospel. I'll, I'll go Gospel on that. I'm going to go... Because they did, they did good with Mario Odyssey with
0: it. I'm going to go Gospel as well. Um, and that's mostly wishful thinking on my part, because that would be really cool. And also, I think, um, hopefully, they have learned that they need to launch with a strong first-party game, like a Breath of the Wild... Or Super Mario World, or Super Mario 64. Um,
1: yeah, it's going to be the, way too early for another Zelda, mm-hmm. so it's got to be a Mario. And
0: then, and that's the, the tough position they keep finding themselves with in Zelda, is that they launch it so close to, like, the passing of a torch to another console. Like, even Breath of the Wild was a Wii U game um, that got moved over to Switch. So... It,
1: I, oh, it's going to be Metroid Prime 4.
0: So he, here's here's my hot take. Here's my hot take. There, there are um you know a lot of uh, uh, podcasters and prognosticators that think that Prime 4 is going to be a Switch 2 game rather than a Switch game. Um, who knows? Maybe my hot take, Prime 4 is going to be a Switch 2 game, but it will not be a launch game. It will come out after the launch. Ooh. We're going to be waiting even longer. Ooh. I think it's got to get canceled. <laughs> oh, just outright! Oh man,
1: just all can Could you oh, imagine not get mess with Metroid the, the, anymore for The
0: vitriol on the internet, oh, that would be oh just delectable. God. Just like the amount of anger if they're like, "No, we're not going to restart development. We're just done here. We're moving on."
1: Pe- people on Nintendo need to go into witness Project <laughs> or something. They're going to be hunted down like animals in the streets.
0: So, yeah, that's the the Switch Two rumors. How's you were playing Tears of the Kingdom? How is it? What have what you been up to? Oh, it's
1: good. I'm just poking around at little stuff got my climber set my barbarian set and i've been poking around the depths doing a bit more i found um i don't know if this is a spoiler for you but i found where kalgera is in the depths oh nice yeah so i've been whatever blood moon comes up i just go kill kalgera again because the weapon the, the jaw thing that it drops him. is pretty good mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. um i got my master sword good I need to hit up my other dragon, so I've got to upgrade my fierce deity sets. Yeah, i, gotta I got to start doing some dragon
0: farming as well.
1: Yeah, I got a few pieces off of whatever the ice one is Nadra? Nadra. Yeah, Nadra. And I got a couple pieces from the light one that I was on. Oh, I went to the thunder one. I got to hit that piece too. I just need to go hit up Dinroll. Mm. Um, yeah, just kind of putzing around a little bit in that bottom right of the map. I haven't gone all the way down to Eventile Island yet. Um,. Is that the name of it? Eventide? Yeah, Eventide. Yeah. I, uh,
0: uh, I haven't I haven't done know. much down there at all either. I, I've uh you know, in, in Farron, as you get closer to the east, it becomes like more tropical. I haven't even gone to that eastern part of Farron yet. So I'm Oh to
1: the to the jungle mm-hmm. yet?
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. There there are two regions. And also um Mount Lanayru. I haven't been up there yet. Uh-huh. Uh but I've been uh for the past week or so I've been messed around in Akala, doing uh as much as I can do there. And there's just really like not too much to do in that zone. Like I really like that zone. It's my favorite one.
1: Yeah, in Breath of Wild, there was I call it was a lot of fun in Breath because
0: you, like it was populated with a lot of guardians and like all the stuff you could do in Terrytown and like the getting even up to the tower by itself, you had to go to the top of the citadel and all those guardians and stuff were flying around. It was like this gauntlet you had to run. It was a really cool yeah. zone. I still really, it, I still really like the zone. It's still my favorite one, but you know, it's uh, it, it's much more like tranquil. Now, not mm-hmm. all the Guardians have left it. Um, and then uh, I've been messing around in the... De- have you been to Akala?
1: Yeah, I've been to Akala. Have you done the stuff yeah. in the
0: depths beneath Akala?
1: Um, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay, because I just... Um, but wait, what stuff are you talking... I'm okay with spoilers if you want to go. Well, I, I
0: was just uh, the past couple of days clearing out the other uh, things in the depths beneath Akala and I went through that... Uh, I think it's called the Rife Mine. It's like the, the Spiral... Uh, you know the spiral coastline up uh, up top and then down below. It's like the spiral yes. it's, it's the spiral mine you got to go through. Yep. And then at the end of yep. that there's like the light route and then the um the the tunic of twilight.
1: Yep. So I have I had the full twilight nice. set. Nice. I think only
0: the tunic at this point. Um,
1: I have the tunic and the pants upgrade to tier 2. I can't get the cap yet because I upgrade via falling stars.
0: Oh shit. I got to farm those. So
1: yeah those are hard to, i haven't figured out a good farm method for them yet um it's pretty much just like if i see them i'm going mm-hmm. so
0: because in um, the middle of a of a high knock site to start well i'll be back for you motherfucker <laughs> um so what's uh do, do you know like the exclusive like does it have an exclusive like ability the twilight gear? i could be
1: wrong on this but i believe the twilight does give you a damage buff okay um, I could be wrong on that, but I, I think that's what that one gives me. And I just like the Twilight set. Yeah. That's, I wear the the um, Hylian hood mm-hmm. with the Twilight tunic and the Twilight pants, and that's my, my neutral set. Um, but that's why I typically just run around
0: with. It'd be really nice. I th- God, we talked about this before on the podcast, like just being able to hot swap gear, like have four yeah. basic setups and just be able to like, use a directional button to swap between them.
1: I, I would be okay if you can select one piece of a gear, and then instead of just equipping that one piece, having an additional bun to just be equipped set. Hmm. So I could just throw on a full set all at once instead of just having to click through them all real quick. Sure, sure. Because um, that, that's typically, like, when I'm in combat or I need to do something, I'm pulling on a full set to get the bonus out of it, like the climber set or the... Um, I'm not really using the D80 set yet because I don't have it upgraded, so it's still real low in da- uh, armor, so I can't really use it much. But just a quick full set equip, as opposed to just having to click through everything. Yeah.
0: Are there any other like uh, interface things that there? just by way of example? Um, I think there, there's a the, the the gear thing would be nice to be able to, to quick swap. Um, but then there's like. Be, just being able to to pin things, like especially when you're aiming an arrow, being able to pin things that you know you're definitely going to want to keep toward the front. I mean, it does help you out a little bit if you sort it by, you know, most used. Yeah. But just,
1: I, I wish you can move them around in your inventory instead of just sorting. Them. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah,
0: have a just a, a custom layout, um, mm-hmm. just to, to make it easier to Grab things that you're going to be shooting a lot because, like, just like say, you haven't used a whole lot of like shock fruit. I got a lot of shock fruit, and I would like to have them closer to the front so I could just do more lightning arrows real quick. But unless I just start using a ton of them, they're not going to work their way back up toward the front. But yeah, otherwise, you know, solid game, It's, it's, it's it's all right, it's all right.
1: I'm starting to, like, think differently, too. Like, I just realized today I have 65 time bombs. Oh, shit. I'm like, what the hell am I going to use these nice. for? Because they're they're time bombs. I mean... They,
0: yeah, so, uh, I, I think, like... shoot 'em shoot them on
1: arrows? Like, I don't...
0: Know. Shoot them on arrows. I mean, there there are, of course, like, you put them in front of caves. Like, if it's got uh, a, a blocked entrance and just wait, I guess, oh, if, you want, if you want. If you're a patient person.
1: That's a very good idea, because I, I burn through a lot of regular bombs doing that. And the
0: only other thing that I can think of offhand is like a, a, I guess they're good for fighting the moldugas, but I, I don't know. I tried that a couple of times and still didn't find them very reliable. I'd like I I throw them and the Mulduga would just be swimming around like come get the bomb. Come get the bomb, you motherfucker. And by the time like it notices it, it's already exploding.
1: And you could do the shield hop with them where you just equip it to a shield and then do like a shield surf mm. and then launches you in the air. So that's... <laughs> you can do that, but I just got a ton of time
0: bombs. Yeah. Um, I find a lot of Koroks. Um I fully uh opened up the or I got all of the equipment slots for my swords and my bows. Uh I think I just have a few more for, for shields, but I have the Hylian shield, so I don't really need more shields.
1: Yeah, I need to go get that. Um I haven't I have grabbed one yet. It's
0: it's pretty it's pretty easy. It's not a not a big deal, not a very taxing ordeal to, to get one. Um and then Your shrines 122
1: got me beat. I'm 104.
0: Okay, okay,
1: I got my stamina fully maxed. Oh, nice!
0: Yeah, I maxed out the stamina too. I went for that one first. And you know, um, two things that I wish they'd do more of, and maybe if they do some sort of expanded content, is actually like make it to where you can max out your hearts, like have the two full rows. I don't like in Breath of the Wild how you could never have the complete rows.
1: I think that's the same with this one. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. So maybe they do some expanded content. There'll be more hearts available, so you can actually max those out. And it would be really nice if you could actually keep on expanding your your weapon slots, because I have a few weapons. Like I found the big Goron sword, which is really Mm -hmm. really cool find. Um, And you know, it's it's nice that you can use pose to buy more whenever you want to. Yeah. Uh, As long as
1: you only can have one at right.
0: As long as you have uh, an open slot and you don't already have one, you can buy one.
1: And you have to wait for a uh, Blood Moon to buy another mm. one. It's one per Blood Moon. Which right now I got my Big orange Sword and Dee Dee in my shop. I haven't used them in my inventory. I haven't done anything with them yet.
0: Yeah, um, I've got uh, those, um, and then like the, the 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 spear that you get from the Zora area, and I have a couple of them. Yeah, so. The, the 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 trident or something the, the the legendary weapon and then the the one for the Gerudo as well and I have the you know the the one in the rito area the bow the legendary bow that you're able to get and so I, I got these things like it's it's cool that they're they're in there and they're really useful but I kind of don't want to use them I want to like in in breath of the wild you could like have your display weapons like okay now I'm gonna go get more so I can actually use these things but in your house you can't display things and I haven't really messed around with that dream home thing in, in Akala so I don't know if that's like we in Terry yeah. Town. yeah. do you want to know? Um, I'll tell you what I've done first which is practically oh. nothing and then the answer will be yes uh, I do want to know because it was like oh put down these blocks on here and this will be like where you're placing your rooms in your house and then I was like I don't want to do this right now so what's it for
1: so essentially when you get that slot of land up there by the ferry, or in that one little overlook spot you can buy rooms Mm -hmm. and you can move them around how you want them and there are rooms for shields rooms for swords rooms for bows that's good so the nice thing is it's not like you only get three but it's like this one's just for swords Mm -hmm. this one's just for shields you can put them how you ever want it I would like to go back and mess with it, but at the same time, I don't really care enough. Right. I, I've seen some cool ones online, but I'm like, I don't really
0: care I may enough. Maybe that's what I end up doing, just looking at what somebody else is, like, okay, I'll just build that. I don't feel like designing this yeah. myself. Do you know if, um, when you start, can you continue to move them around, or once you place it, that's where it is?
1: So, you can place it, and each room you got by. buy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it is pretty expensive, because um, these things are like 100-something to 200 a piece. Um, and you can talk to the guy to put them in a craft mode so you can move around and then set them and then talk to him to place them and then go do so. You can go in and out of a mode where you can move around. Yeah, yeah you can change it however okay. you want, whenever you want.
0: And you know, it's, it's not like money is difficult to come by. And that's like one of the other things about the game. Like, and no disrespect to, uh, to how anyone plays the game. Uh, Ryan likes doing like these farming methods. Um, uh, but I, I see a lot of videos like okay, here's how you like farm a bunch of zonate fast so you can max out batteries and here's how you know you do this trick so you can get a lot of bombs and here's how you do this thing so you can farm a lot of money. Like if you're just playing the game and engaging with the game, you will have more than enough. Like arrows. I have over six hundred arrows and I use them a lot. Um bombs, I have like sixty or seventy bombs. Uh money. Money has never been an issue. I have uh, all the batteries plus the two, like battery uh, upgrades. Like, because when we, when you, when you get all the batteries, you start upgrading them. Um, it, it's not like the game makes it difficult to do these things. It's just like play the game, you'll get the stuff you need.
1: I burn through bombs. I got like 10 on me right now. I, I don't but know. But you got, but you got I, spares. I, just go through them. I go through them. So I got 65 time bombs. That's why I start using. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, uh, uh, if, if you're not like using your pose, burn them on bombs. Like there's, not yeah. much else. They I like do.
1: having my pose for replacing my big goron and my fierce deity. I love those swords. Mm. <laughs>
0: mm.
1: They're like a hundred fifty each. Like I had keep like three hundred on me at a time. Like oh,
0: you can always do like the the repair method that Ryan was showing us.
1: Yeah, I gotta find out where that is. Mm. Does make a really good fierce deity and big goron.
0: All right. Anything else about uh Tears of the Kingdom that we should address before we talk about it again in a week? No, it's good. You should get. it. Play, everyone should be like. Oh yeah. It's great. Uh it's great. So I've also been playing Pikmin 4. Uh and I talked a little bit about it a couple of weeks back.
1: I'm debating going back and starting to play through them
0: cuz now they're on the Switch. They are on Switch. You can get every single Pikmin game and almost every Zelda game. But not So, I'm
1: tempted I'm tempted to go back and just bit by bit here and there like Play Pikmin for a bit. Go back to this game. Play Pikmin for a bit. You
0: know, just... And you know, you know, it's just absolute madness. Is you can get Pikmin one through four on your Switch, and in about four or five weeks, you'll be able to play Bat and Kaitos one and two on Switch, but you can't play Twilight Princess or Wind Waker. <laughs> I know, right? It's madness. It's absolutely. No, they're they're gonna
1: be remakes. Are gonna be launch games with the Switch 2. Mm.
0: <laughs> well, you know, at, at this point, like, how do you? How do you approach the Zelda franchise? Because obviously, I don't, I don't think they're going to want to launch something Zelda related this year. They got Tears of the Kingdom. Um, so I think there's some rumors going around about something Zelda related happening at the end of the year. I think, and, and specifically, the rumor is like something Zelda related, but not Tears of the Kingdom related. And I, I think that's just gossip at this point because I don't see why they would do any sort of franchise care with Zelda, especially like at the end of the year when they have mario rpg and mario wonder so i think like anything zelda for the switch is probably not until next year and do you do that do you do switch versions of twilight princess and wind waker i say yes because twilight princess should be on every nintendo system going forward um but I, I don't know is it worth it to them if they are launching a switch Two sometime in 2024 maybe do, do you hold off and do versions of those on the next one. I don't know. They're they're in a tough spot because they got a system that sells really well and the games do really well, but you don't want to you don't want to oversaturate. You don't want to put in like too. You don't want to have too much Zelda within one year and fatigue people. Or maybe you do. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Yeah, that's. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, that's not Pikmin 4. Pikmin 4 is a a brand new game. It came out a couple weeks back. Um, And so it, uh, get into into minor spoilers about, like, the structure of the game, but not, like, what actually happens in the game, if you're interested.
1: It's it's Pikmin. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, you spoiled this dungeon for (laughs) me in tears. Like, no, no, it's Pikmin. Oliver shows up and he dies. Like, (laughs) it's not, crap
0: like that's not going to happen. Uh, Olimar is just a group of Pikmin that are huddled together in a trench coat. Um, oh my god! So, <laughs> what what ends up happening in the game is you you know you work your way through a few different areas and um, you you get yourself off the planet and the credits roll like hey you did it. Um, but then like as the credits like after the, the credits roll they're like oh wait a second there's this thing we got to do and you got and you go back and pretty much there's a whole like another half of the game. So there's a lot of what could be considered post-game content, um, depending on how you view like when a game ends. Um, but basically, like they they add a whole another like fifty uh, percent uh, to what you had been through already. Um, and I, I talked a, a little bit about um, the 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 structure of the game when I talked about Solo, but just kind of the, give the high level stuff. You get into this this. Big open zone. It's a little bit like a a strategy game where you know you have to open up certain areas using specific Pikmin to do specific tasks, and it allows you to access more of the map. But the the big thing that's returning to the series in Pikmin Four is the the caves. And the caves are something that they did in Pikmin Two, and I'm God, I, I don't remember much about Pikmin Two. The GameCube was a long, long time ago at this point, but. Uh, the the caves in that game were kind of I guess more like these gauntlets where you're like fighting some enemies and maybe do some light puzzle solving. Whereas in Pikmin Four, they're a little bit closer to like uh, I guess how a Zelda shrine is more of like this curated like hey here's um, the we're, we're gonna put you in this floor of a cave. There's going to be a couple of really specific puzzles or tasks that you're going to want to work through. We're going to suggest what Pikmin you're going to want to take with you, because this is how we've calibrated this floor, this cave. And then, you know, you do the thing. It'll tell you if you've gotten all the things that you need to go there, and then you can proceed down to the next one. And then you keep on going until you've know you cleared out the thing. Um, And I'm usually very thorough when it comes to these caves, and I won't go to the next floor until I've done everything uh, in the floor that I'm in and make sure I'm 100%ing them by the time I, I leave. And this is like um, a bulk of the tasks that you're supposed to do the treasures that you're supposed to find are actually in these caves of all the different zones that you go to um, and it's it's actually a, a really fun part of the game to go into these things because you know okay I'm going to be doing this for the next uh, 10 to 15 minutes maybe as long as 20 minutes for some of the bigger caves there might be a boss fight but this is going to be a very like specifically curated uh, a Puzzle room or puzzle dungeon, uh, as opposed to just uh, running around trying to, to beat up as many bosses as you can. So uh, it's a much more crafted experience than a lot of the other uh, things in, in Pikmin games. I think uh, Pikmin three, to my in my opinion, does like the best like multitasking. Because it gives you like these different Pikmin commanders and you can swap between all of them. So, okay, you take this squad of Pikmin, you go this way and you take this one, you go the the other way. And swapping between all of them allows you to try to uh, juggle the most balls in the air um, as you can, which is a really fun part of that game. Uh, Pikmin 4 is a much more like... Uh, uh, here Here's your squad, um, keep moving forward and give them stuff to do. And when you've gone far enough to where your squad isn't big anymore backtrack, gather them all back up, and then see if you can keep on pressing forward. And that's, that's kind of the loop of it. And also, like, they throw in uh, like a lot of different economies to it. Like, you can... Um, there, there's this economy to, like, when you've rescued a certain amount of people, you can do upgrades to the, the weird mutant dog thing. And then, when you've gathered up enough of these like resources that are lying around the ground, you can... Uh, gain new like skills or resistances for both you and your mutant dog thing. There's a bunch of different economies <laughs> happening, and it's it's like almost mobile game feeling with all of, like the, the different things you can engage in in your hub. Um, I don't know that it's the best place to jump in in the series. I don't know. Maybe it is because I'm coming from from the perspective of having played them since the first one, but it kind of like made me balk a little bit about like loaning this game to ryan because he had expressed interest in pikmin which was a series that he had been trashing to this point so i was like hell yeah he's gonna oh, yeah. he's gonna get into pikmin
1: yeah i'm gonna let them xenoblade too but, oh,
0: <laughs> you're doing that podcast with him so i'm not showing up
1: um, <laughs> actually i don't have it jeremy has my copy
0: but but it, it mm. reminded me of when uh, he tried fire emblem and the first Fire Emblem that he tried was Birthright, which...
1: Yeah, that's not a good one to go with. It,
0: it was a lot of, like, this base building stuff, and you're you're doing, like, all this side stuff and not actually engaging more with the actual turn-taking strategy game maps. Uh, you, you're worried about gathering resources to upgrade your buildings and spending time in your bedroom alone with your blood relatives. Um, <laughs> blowing in blowing their face. Blowing in their face. Uh. I, I don't know. It made me like, okay, is is the game more about uh, doing like this, this sort of base building stuff and doing your upgrading and engaging with all these different economies that you that are available in Pikmin 4? Or is it more about the multitasking? And I think the answer kind of ended up being in the middle. Like I really, the gameplay loop, like the, the days they keep short... So, you know, making a little bit of progress and then going back and you do a little bit of stuff in your base. And it never, like, neither one overwhelms the other, which I think was a smart thing to do. But I think what uh, what I'm missing the most from Pikmin 4 is the ability to um, meaningfully swap between all these different characters and be doing different things on different sides of the map and sort of, like, then meeting up again in the middle. You can uh, split up the dog mutant and your captain and have them each doing different things with different squads of Pikmin. But the way the maps are built, it makes much more sense just to keep everyone together because your mutant dog is also very effective at distracting enemies so you can get behind them with your Pikmin and uh, beat up a tough enemy without uh, losing too many of your little... I don't want to say slaves, but they don't make any money. (laughs) (laughs) they're, They're not getting a paycheck, which maybe they should... So
1: I mean, they're 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 plant things. I don't, you know.
0: They have souls though, and when they die, they float up to Pikmin Hell. So I don't. <laughs> which is which is
1: above, not below. Right. It's the other way around for right, them. Right,
0: because they come from the earth. So they would want to. Return. That's where they want yeah. to go. Oh, well, that makes send sense. Send them up into the air, and like, no, they don't want to be there. We we should write the Pikmin Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I love Pikmin Jesus. There, he's a blue one, of course, because they walk on water. <laughs> they actually don't walk on water. They're underneath. Anyway, um, well, that makes even more sense. But they, um, you know, the 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 game. Uh, I am overall liking it. Uh, I don't think that it is you know, this revelation. Revolution. This like, th- this is gonna turn things around for the Pikmin franchise in general. Like now, this is kind of like more Pikmin, but broken down into smaller chunks. Feels more like a, like a mobile, or you know, to be kinder, a handheld game, or you can kind of. Play in shorter bursts and feel like you've done something. Yeah. So, there, there was um some some talk around the internet, specifically based on uh, what IGN's Nintendo podcast was saying about this game. How it wasn't selling well. Uh, factually incorrect. I think that there needs to be an adjustment of expectations. Uh, for for some reason, like uh, we we've seen like this this uh, this inflation or power creep about like what is a game that sells well and what is a game that does not sell well and it seems like we've gotten to the point where unless a game is selling five, six, seven million, people are considering that a sales failure and I think that's uh, 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 bad expectations to place on games if games are selling you know a, a million or two you probably have a success on your hands um I think that might have something to do with like overinflated game budgets. As gaming has gotten bigger, like the scope of games has increased, so they've had to uh, do things like move 10 million units in order to actually turn a profit on these things. Uh, I think like when it comes to games like Pikmin 4, which is not a game that's very large in scope, there's a lot to do in that game, and it actually it's, it's been taking more time. I think I've put uh, close to 30 hours into it, and I'm not done. There's a lot to do, but we're not talking about like a Witcher 3 or Tears of the Kingdom size. Scope of a game that we're dealing with. Um, it's not Starfield, Xbox Xbox exclusive Starfield. Um, it, you know, and, and uh, games like uh, uh, Xenoblade was another one that they like for some reason called out on IGN's Nintendo podcast as a game that doesn't sell well. Like no that game, like if it didn't sell well, they wouldn't have made three and a half of them so far, and they wouldn't have put in two and a half of those both on Switch it's, it's a game that they're obviously, I'm talking about Torna. You're giving me the squinty eyes. Okay.
1: I was like, I was like Xenoblade X wasn't half a game. Like what are you talking about? Oh God,
0: you're, you're totally correct. Four and a half. Jeez. I totally missed that. Um, and I I haven't, I do, I do. I would like to play, uh, Xenoblade X. It is a really interesting game. Uh, it's the Xeno, that that's the, that's a selling. Mm. (laughs) And you know, it's a game that I put 200 hours into. I liked it. Um, after playing 200 hours, I still don't think I understand the battle system. So it's not like Xenoblade three, where there's a lot of things you can do and you, you understand what you're doing. And it's not like Xenoblade two, where you are just like this maestro in control of all these things that are happening Ugh, in the battle. I
1: love Xenoblade two. Oh, it's, it's perfect. Ugh. It's perfect. It's, it's Xenoblade two was perfect. Um, 3 was good, but 3 is a hot mess, but 2 is... 3
0: Three is a lot of different things that don't always feel connected. Yeah. Uh, whereas in Xenoblade 2, when you really understand it, everything's connected and you're doing them all at once. You,
1: you get done with the Battle in 3 and you're like, I'm not 100% sure if I did that efficiently. Did I, did like, I do well? Mostly... I won. I think I did well. I feel like I just put my face on one end of the controller and then rolled it to the <laughs> other side. Like, I'm not 100%... What did they do? Like, um...
0: It? Uh, Xenoblade X. Like there, there are like ways that you can exploit. I've seen uh, like chain attacks and keep them just like infinitely going. But I, I never got a grasp of how to do it. And you know, once you get like your mech, like your mech, or your your scale as I call them in the game, changes the way that you're engaging with the world It makes you more powerful in a fight. But then you can engage with more powerful enemies. It doesn't make you a god, but fights that you may have been struggling with before you get into your mech, and all of a sudden it's not a struggle anymore just because you're much more powerful. But you, you know what game reminds me a lot of Xenoblade X? It's oh Chained Echoes. But, say, <laughs> yeah, but, but hold, hold that thought real quick. Because one last thing about Pikmin 4, uh, I think that if, if we're going to place a prediction, I think that you know, by the time we get to the end of the year... It'll probably move somewhere between two and three million. Kind of three million being the, C, the the ceiling. Still good enough to be in the C tier. You know, might even approach a B tier, but I don't know that. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see how this game does to see if it ends up you know managing to bump up a tier.
1: They they know what they're doing with it. yeah. They're not. They, besides that one guy, Nintendo, the guy who the Pikmin guy, the guy that's obsessed with Pikmin that works for Nintendo. Shigeru that Miyamoto. Trying. Is that
0: him? They like keeps trying to
1: like do all he can for Pikmin. I mean, he's
0: uh he he created guess... the series.
1: Yeah, like it, it. Other than him, everybody's like, we know what, what we know what's mm. going on with Pikmin. It's 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 good. It's fine. Yeah, I, I think
0: like we know where it belongs. Exactly what you're saying. Yeah they they have what their expectations are, and if they thought they were going to make a game that needed to sell seven or eight million copies, they probably wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Um, uh, but Chain Deco's Chain Deco's uh, reminds me a lot of Xenoblade X uh, because in the game, as you get to a certain point, you get uh, mechs. They call them Sky Armors, and it makes you more much more powerful in a fight. Uh, it, when you're able to use it, it makes um, your your standard encounters that you get is just like uh, running around like a plebeian makes those encounters trivial. It's it's more for um, fights that are more on your scale when you're you're in a mech. Uh, but Chained Echoes reminds me a lot of a lot of different games they hit a lot of different beats from Final Fantasy 7 Final Fantasy 8 uh Chrono Trigger like an actual
1: oh god they're drawing materials from
0: yeah they have, they have a draw system Yeah, yeah. Well, th- no thankfully um <laughs> but like th- there's this whole thing where in the story there's, there's this thing where the characters think that they're dreaming and taking on the persona of these different characters uh, like Laguna and his crew in Final Fantasy 8 but it, like it turns out exactly Final Fantasy 8 that it what they're not like taking on these dream personas as like things that actually happened um there's a uh,
1: uh yeah they're like viewing the past right
0: the the Laguna thing yeah,
1: I I don't I don't know I never be, actually beat eight I gave neither up
0: did I because it's not a good game um no. but like Lagunas like squall's dad. God, what a dumb name Squall is. Jeez.
1: and It's not much better than Laguna. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, you don't realize how dumb these things are until you say them out loud. Uh, uh,
1: what, what was the one girl's name? Quell or something Quistus. like that? Or? Quistus. Quistus. Oh, Quistus. Quistus.
0: Uh, Renoa.
1: Quistus subs.
0: Selfie. Selfie? Yeah. Zell? Yeah. Anyway, what a ridiculous game. Irvine. <laughs> um, but. Oh, and in in Chain Echoes, there's this whole thing where the the I guess main character. There's not really like a, a main protagonist in the game. It's more of an ensemble, but like the the main guy that you that's kind of like the default protagonist uh, has this identity crisis, and you have to enter his brain in order to help him work out who he really is. Exactly like Final Fantasy VII. Um, it's it's a bit derivative when it comes to his plot points, if you care about such things. I mostly just skip right for, through them. Uh, so, I think I, I'm having a good time with it, for the most part. I think it's a game that's well worth trying. It's a long game. And I, you know, I, I'm kind of wishing that I had put it off and played it when there aren't as many long games right now, like Tears of the Kingdom or Pikmin 4. Pikmin 4 is a very long game for, for a Pikmin game. Um, but And and then, you know, we'll have uh, uh, more... we have have, like, Octopath 2 and Fire Emblem also this year. So, you know, there have been a lot of, like, really long RPGs, and maybe I should have waited on this one until, you know, there weren't as many RPGs coming out. Because it, it does this thing where... Very similar to a Xenoblade, uh, and a a Xenoblade X in particular. You'll you'll go into a zone, and there's all these different uh, areas in this zone that you can explore and side stuff that you can do. Um, And it gives like this whole like uh, uh, board. Like it kind of looks like the license board from Final Fantasy XII. But it's like it's more like uh, quest goals, like defeat this many monsters in in this area, uh, find this many treasures in this area, uh, do this side quest, and it it shows you all these things it can do. But the way the game is structured, it blocks you off deliberately from being able to do certain things until you get to a certain like story progression in the game. And what they should have done was actually like keep the either either the stuff you can't do. Don't display it. That's something you can do at some point, um, or just like, give, give the recommendation. Like say up front, like, "Hey, it, it at at, uh, at this point of the game, once you're once you're at this story beat, the scope of the game is going to open up, and you'll be you'll have more freedom to go to all these different places and do these quests." So mainline it, do the critical path until you get to this point, and then go do your side stuff if you want to, um, because. I would, I would run around trying to do some of these side quests only to figure out, you know, after trying for 15, 20 minutes, like, no, nah, you can't do that yet. It's like, okay, well, then I've, I've wasted that time. You know, I've, I've clocked, you know, 25, 26 hours in the game and a good four or five of those hours I've been running around trying to do stuff I wasn't able to access yet. So that, that's, that's not a great feeling, but... I think that just uh, some basic like structural tweaks could have made it to where you know I didn't feel like I'd wasted all that time. Um, oh, and uh, speaking of things that uh, it kind of steals from Xenoblade, there's a whole gem crafting system where you're com- oh, you're combining gems in order to get like uh, buffs. Like here's uh, you know a 20 percent boost to your attack, or this thing like when you do damage you absorb the HP back, um, and that you you can uh, Uh, Get really in the weeds with that one if you so choose. But a lot of the things that the game does when it comes to upgrading your equipment, upgrading your gems, uh, getting side characters, it's all like the, or or learning uh, active and passive skills. It works in these very small increments. And you don't always feel your progress, so it's kind of like the inverse of Pikmin, to where you can play for a short amount of time and feel like you've done something. You can play Chained Echoes for a little while, I'm like, okay, did I actually do something there, or was it just kind of wandering around doing nothing for a half hour? But I think uh, uh, overall, it's a game that's well worth a try. Maybe stick it on the wish list, wait for a sale. Um, I, I don't want to pass too harsh a judgment because I'm having a good time with it, but I think it's uh, you know if I wasn't playing. Tears of the Kingdom. I might uh, be willing to put some more energy into it.
1: Speaking of RPGs that take a really long time, how's Persona Five
0: going? Oh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I was able to do the counselor thing. Yep. So that's uh, good. I am in the middle. Uh, middle of middle? I'm in the middle. I'm yeah. I stand by yeah. it. I'm in the middle yeah. of what's his name Shido. Pa- that, that, palace? that that palace, the um, the sunglasses guy who mugged the lady, which is why you ended up in trouble in the first place.
1: Yep. Um, yep. I got it. And that—that's the last. I think that's the last. The, last the cruise one? ship. Yeah, I think you're right. No, um, oh, no, no. I think there's there's. I think there's maybe there's something else after that. I don't know. Oh no no no! You're not at the last. That that's the last like palace, and then you have mm. like the the final. <sighs> yeah, with the final boss. Rush. Uh, what? Which is, um, down in. Mementos. Mementos. You have the mementos mm. run. You have to go through me- mementos that's kind of like its own palace as well whenever you get done with cheetos
0: yeah you know
1: uh it's just not nearly as big because you're just kind of running through mementos and then you got that boss rush yeah, I which the way that this game is and the way you can overpower your mm-hmm. personas so much i had the easiest time with it i just flew through the breeze i
0: have gotten a couple of persona that are over leveled for, for where i should be but i haven't g- gone full ham quite yet um but like Shido's palace is always such a grind. It is an extremely long palace to get yeah. through. Uh, and,
1: and it's confusing at certain points. I'm like, I'm not sure who I'm supposed to be talking yeah. to right now. Like, yeah, yeah, like, you so- got to
0: find the correct NPC to talk to, yeah. So uh, I started it and I played for like uh, probably a total of an hour of it over a couple days span. And I was like, okay, I got to I got to bench this for a while because I'm not in the right place to right place try to grind through this palace but I, may, I maxed out all my personal stats I got a couple of I um, got a bunch of uh, uh, confidant levels maxed out um, only, uh, only for uh, some of the characters, a lot of like the, the, the female characters of course you can't take to max rank unless you want to be a dirty two timer and try to date all these women at the same time you know, some, something that they should think about over at Atlas when they're making Persona games is like, actually have a platonic route that you can, like, you,
1: still max them out. That you with. can
0: max out the friendship with these characters without having to date them. I think such a thing is yep. possible.
1: Well, no, you can, you can, you can still max them out. It's just there's like a an option in that one conversation about going to like date that, them. Um, I'm gonna
0: have to, I'm gonna have to try again. Oh yeah, because
1: I've i maxed out a bunch of other ones. I maxed out on an and um, Fu the, the girl. Butiaba. Okay, I'm gonna, to, um, I'm gonna have to look
0: at that again because the thing that I always use, because I I used a uh, a guide to make sure I was giving the right responses, because uh, I'm not actually gonna read what they're saying to me. I'm just gonna look at the what the correct thing is to say to them and just go with that.
1: Yeah, you can still max them out without dating them because there's just an option. That, okay, like, if you answer it this way, you will date. Okay,
0: them. but there's there's platonic routes. Well, that's good though. Good, criticism withdrawn. Um, you got
1: you got neither. My my. My, my text ringtone is the level-up sound from Persona 5, and then my phone calls is the the song that plays whenever you max somebody nice. out with their bond. It's, I really like that song. It's really... I was always happy mm. to hear it.
0: You got any uh, other games that you're playing right now?
1: Um, the only thing that I'm playing right now, other than Tears, because I haven't playing a whole lot of games, is I started playing through a run of Dokopone with your brother and his Very wife, good, uh, Jeremy and Nat, and it's it's fun. We've been playing a bit. Um, Kingdom Kingdom's a lot of fun, but I always forget how much it can just turn on mm. somebody and just dump on them. Like Natalie was not getting nothing; she can do would matter. It just the game just dumped on her. <laughs> um, and so she had to go. She just had to go darkling. She's like, I am incredibly behind and under level, and I cannot catch up because the game just constantly wants to kill mm.
0: me. Yeah, it, it does, um, it does Jeremy, pick a victim.
1: And then they pick the one person that they're just like, hey, you're doing good. Let's keep you going. Like, Jeremy just, like, all the good stuff happening to him, and I hate him.
0: So well, much. it'll eventually turn around. Like, it, it does eventually <laughs> it flip will. around. If somebody gets too far ahead, they're like, well, hang on a second.
1: We balanced out. We're pretty even right now. I'm on the bottom right now. Um, but I'm going the... I maxed out magician, and I'm working on thief right now. Natalie maxed magician, and she's working on cleric. Jeremy maxed thief, and he got the acrobat ticket, so he's in mm. that right now. So how far
0: along are you guys?
1: We're on the third continent, okay. which is the one that takes is like the tricky one when it comes to the castle, because I'm saying these things like people know all about. Dog
0: yeah, well, Kong well-known known game, Dogabon Kingdom. Well-known game. So just kind of like the the 30,000 foot view for Dokemon kingdom it is a board game um, where the the nodes that you travel to along the path are going to be like uh, a fight or some sort of encounter um but like the, the the fights are sort of like this rock paper scissors where you know you choose an action where it's like attack or you're trying to counter them or do like a quick strike and the action that the enemy the the opposing uh, uh, character, uh, NPC will will take on that. Will depend on how successful you are. So if you attack and they defend, you're you're not going to do as great. If you like do try to do a quick strike and they do a counter, you're going to get royally fucked.
1: Yep. And then there's magic as well, and there's magic defensives, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like plying out based on monster stats. Yeah. What, what they're going to do. And what you want to um and how you want to block. Yeah. It. What you
0: want to do is try to take over as many of those nodes as you can. Like you can play competitively with the people that you're playing with. Or you can try to like be cooperative and just try to complete the story. We do,
1: we do, we do bit yeah. by bit. Like if, if somebody's getting way ahead, we're like, all right, we can get up <laughs> and bring him down a little bit. And then Jeremy just is a jerk. So he's just constantly mean to me. How dare he? But, you know, it's there's a lot of strategy and there's a lot of depth to the game. And it's essentially Mario Party meets an RPG meets Monopoly. Yeah, meets, but yeah, <laughs> like instead of like, it's very interesting.
0: Instead of like, uh, having mini games where like, hey, everyone chase the ghost, you, you're having these light RPG battles. And then there, there's yep. a class system. Like, you, you kind of pick your character and they sort of specialize in different things and the characters like of that job, of that class that you like fully rank out will kind of branch off into like, okay, well now that you've done these two, you can get this different job class.
1: Yeah, like, for instance, there, if you max the Magician and the Thief, you can unlock the Alchemist. And each class has like a certain in-combat abilities they unlock, and they also have uh, field abilities. So like for instance, the Magician can cast two field magic spells per turn. The Alchemist may randomly duplicate one of the items in your inventory. Um, the Thief, if you run past a, a character on the map, one of the other players, he'll steal an item from mm. their inventory. Things like that.
0: And you and you can and you can battle each other, and like uh, if you if you fight someone and you you're the victor, you can do something to them, like change their name or draw on their face or turn their hair into poop.
1: Yep. Or steal something. Or yeah, you know. yeah. It's 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 intense. It's actually a really fun game. Um, it's just it's one of those games where you're not gonna may, play it on a party night. You're gonna go, all right, we 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 play games once a week. And then we, we could play a bit of... Dual... It's like a 40-hour yeah. game. Like, it takes a yeah, minute yeah. to get They'd... through. Like, this is a game you're investing with an individual. Yeah, you,
0: you're you're not, like, going um, to complete a run in one sitting. You're going to you're going to need to save. It is going to take several sessions in order to you know, even make significant progress. It is actually a, a very long game if you want to play to the end.
1: But, yeah, it's a lot of fun, though. I've gotten to the end a couple of times um, back when it was on oui. the Wii. And now it's on the Switch. It's fantastic because Jeremy is in... Wales and i'm playing with him so they got a good online system it takes a minute to figure out how it works and you can't put npcs in it which mm. is a downside so we can't have an npc to game <laughs> you can do it if you're playing local like we're playing on the same switch you can put an npc in the game but online with somebody you can't mm. um it's a fun game to mess around with i really enjoy it so
0: that um yeah yeah for for sure um we, we had a lot of uh, good times. God, how, how insane is it that like Dokapon Kingdom is on Switch? But Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, no, no. <laughs> oh,
1: it, they're coming. They're coming. They're, sure, there's sure no they way are. they don't. Okay.
0: They're,
1: they're coming. They're coming. Uh. But, you know, it, it's really my fault. I, <laughs> I still take full responsibility that Dokapon Kingdom and Pokemon Snap exist. I've willed them into existence through this podcast. I'm telling you, they
0: listen to the show. I was talking <laughs> with my buddy Chris at work. The other day, he was talking about um, I uh, usually he, he was playing like a, an online game. and We were talking about some latency and stuff. And we were talking about like fighting games. Like, like there, there's a fighting game. It might have been like Street Fighter Six, where Capcom was. I don't know if they they ever fully did it. I wasn't paying attention that much, but there were. There was at least a discussion about like using AI in Street Fighter Six in order to like sort of eliminate the internet latency especially for a fighting game where things are very really like frame perfect where you're redoing your moves and counters and stuff, uh, using AI to learn the way you play and then sort of like have predictive gameplay. So the the AI knows how you play. So in order to eliminate the latency, it's like the AI doing what you would do before you do it um, against your opponent. And see that that's at of- that point, like aren't you just fighting a bot? Exactly. <laughs> you're just programming a bot and, and, to see how far you And I got go. nothing against that. That's totally fine. It's actually, they did that in, in Smash Brothers with Amiibo. Like The, the uh, initial purpose of Amiibo was to fight it uh, to, to, and train it up, and it would learn how to fight based on what you're doing. So you're going to train it the way you want it to fight, and then you bring it into a game as an assist. Uh, anyway that that's not uh, that's another point of the street fighter thing like I, I got nothing against like having having a bot and, and like represent you in these fighting things but yeah like, like you're not like fighting a person at that point you're fighting something that's predicting with probably some accuracy probably really good accuracy about the way you play.
1: It's somebody. It, it, I have issues with it in games that have like in-game currency that you build up through matches, and you just set a bot. Mm. I mean, that's at that point you're like, Come on, yeah. Are you just
0: play the game? Are you like, yeah? Are you are, are you not having fun? Like, if you're not having fun with the game, it's fine. Don't play it. it it's like Ryan's
1: turbo controller. Like, it's fine with like Pokemon if you want to like sit there and just hatch some eggs or farm this dude in Tears of the Kingdom for all these bombs. But if you're playing like a game like. Pokemon Unite or um, those other kind of games where you get in-game currency by playing through matches. You're just farming mm-hmm. that and you're not... What are you
0: using it for? You just have, have, have it to have it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, play the
0: game. Um, it's... So it like a, in, in principle, like it's, it's just kind of like kinda ghost data. Like in a racing game. You send your ghost data out there for other people to race and see how it does. Um, You send your ghost data into a fighting game, I guess, see how it does. So, Whatever, but don't you wanna play the game? I don't know. Whatever. You,
1: it's just it's the farming one. You can not play the yeah, game, like I'm still gaining. Progress you, you can yeah,
0: like you can that. do both, and no, and just like a, an online like bot versus bot match using your AI data. Uh, you may, maybe don't get anything out of it. I'm not sure how the game is structured, but <laughs> nobody plays Pokemon United anymore. It's just a bunch of bots. There's <laughs> a other. bunch of AI representatives of people. Um, I did have some tier rankings and yeah we got time um these ones uh to to no surprise these ones are not going to rank highly i didn't want to do any like big ones while ryan wasn't here but i do want to get a couple of uh, the easy ones knocked out first one up star tropics if you've never heard of it i don't blame you this is a this is uh a pair of games um, developed by Nintendo R&D 3 back in the NES. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, they are they were a group of, of develop a development team over at Nintendo in the 80s and 90s, uh, headed up by a guy, Genyok Takeda. Uh, and this guy, Takeda, he's a, a motherfucker, a, a living legend in video game hardware. He's responsible for a, a number of arcade machines that Nintendo did, and most of the Nintendo like systems and controllers. Um his his research group was making these things. He actually retired from Nintendo in 2017 after like briefly filling in with Miyamoto as uh, like acting president of Nintendo after Satoru Iwata died. But living legend did tons and tons for video game hardware and controllers. Um but the Star Tropic series in general is frequently compared to Zelda and maybe it is kind of like Zelda in format. They're both like top-down adventure games. Uh, where you engage in combat with enemies that roam the screen. But Star of Tropics is a much more linear series. It has like these chapters that like the narrative is split into and you're going to a different area in each chapter and there's there's not much of a reason to ever or sometimes there's not even the ability to go backwards let alone a reason to do it. But it's pretty much like built you go to a new island or new zone, you find the town in that zone where you get the quest that allows you to proceed to the next one by completing it. Um any tools or weapons that you're finding are confined to the dungeons or the caves where you find them. The only persistent upgrading is in the first one to your submarine, where uh, it's uh, it's gating your progress. Like, okay, you got your submarine, you found this code for it, and that code is the coordinates for the next place you got to go to. Or you you found like this upgrade, and now you can move through different types of water with this submarine, kind of like a Final Fantasy VII-style uh, world map locomotion. Uh, It does not have an interconnected world like a Legend of Zelda NES game. Uh, The combat is much more punishing. You're dodging a lot of projectiles, um, stepping on, on blocks and traps in order to dodge these things. The puzzles are very rudimentary. A lot of times it's just find the right block or pot to smash that has a switch underneath it. And that type of thing is in Zelda games as well, but it's not nearly like the solution to every room Everything. Like it is in Star Tropics. But let's get into the the breakdown real quick. For longevity, the first game was released on NES in nineteen ninety. The second one was released released on NES in nineteen ninety-four, which is of course three years into the Super Nintendo life cycle. Um I think it was one of the last NES games ever released. Uh it did appear on the virtual console for Wii and I think Wii U, but I'm not sure, but of course not available anymore. Uh, and you can play them on Nintendo Switch Online with rewind and save states. Those are helpful for when you're in your room with a lot of uh, projectiles. Um, but this is a dead series. We haven't seen a new entry since 1994. Uh, I th- the only reason I can think of that they would keep this series available on their download services or streaming services is because that they're easy. They're first party. So it's just easy to grab and put them on there.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting bit of history. Yeah. So kinda. for
0: longevity, two games between nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety four, you get an F. Uh, for iconography, the main character's name is Mike Jones, he is some kid.
1: Yep. And he throws a yo yo around, it yep. looks
0: like. So you get an F for your iconography, there's nothing memorable yeah. for the game. For for sales, there's no data for Star Tropics and Star Tropics two, so you get an incomplete there. Uh, and as far as like its reception um or its prestige, like I was saying, this series would have completely evaporated if not for the virtual console. It would not be remembered at all. Uh, it reviewed okay, not particularly well. There's no real groundswell for more Star Tropics content. Um, though the longer the games are around, like, though the more like modern reviews get, the worse this thing does. Uh, you get an F, uh, unsurprisingly. Uh, Star Tropics gets an overall grade of F.
1: Let me talk about We're going to get a remake of this on the Switch before the Twilight. Oh, that
0: would be so funny. Uh, the second one that I got queued up is Dylan's Rolling Western. Wes, you got a guess?
1: I I, I, I never heard of it. I'm, I'm going to go So, F. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're, you are right on the money. Um, This is a 3DS eShop only series. But now that I say that out loud, I, th- I kind of vaguely remember that there might have been um, a, a physical version of the first and second one released, but I might be making that up. Now I'm not so sure, uh, and I'm not going to check. Um, it was a, It's a series of three games, all developed by a company called Vanpool. They are a software and music engineering company. They did some sound design in Little King's Story. Uh, they, they also did uh, um, some mini games and a few Nintendo games for both the DS and the Wii uh, Dylan's Rolling Western and the sequel I think were the first couple of games that they actually did themselves if uh, I remember correctly uh, they now mostly are credited like doing support work with Hal on Kirby games so they're still around and helping out making games uh, Dylan's Rolling Western is just this take on tower defense that adds some real time strategy into the mix Um, you're in like this, this Western town represented by this, this zone. And what you're doing is you're going around collecting resources so you can put turrets onto towers that will help, uh, hold back enemies on the impending invasion. And the actual gameplay comes in, uh, when you're gathering resources, you're rolling around, um... Uh, picking up stuff and rolling into boulders, uh, and that's like the the primary gameplay. And it's, it's like that when you actually engage in, with the invasion as well. So your your turrets that you're placing on towers will do some work for you. And like all all the towers, if I remember correctly, can like predetermined locations. You're just kind of determining what sort of guns that they will have. Um. But a, a lot of times, you know, if you're you're working within a limited amount of resources, you're trying. to You can either try to Spread out your guns, or you can load your guns into specific areas so that you have to do defense manually of just one particular part of the map. Because when like the invasion actual occurs, it's just like a tower defense. Enemies will start marching on the town. Uh, your your towers will shoot at them, but then you're also moving around. And when you get into a fight, it's like uh, it kind of does like the splash screen and enters like a, a battle arena. Like you'd see in an RPG when you get into a random fight, the screen changes. Then you're like in an Okami style battle arena where you're rolling into enemies <sighs> and using like your claw attacks to scratch them. Um, and I think that the, the thing about this game is like that primary gameplay loop is so dull. I found it so boring to, and, and tedious to have to roll into enemies over and over again and get a couple of scratch attacks in, um, and having to do that over and over again for you know the the four or five minutes when this evasion goes it's going on, only to like set yourself up to set up more towers and do it all again, um, it it uh, it got very tedious very quickly and they didn't do too much to mix it up in the two sequels. They added in like some sidekick characters that you could post at your base that would uh, do some defense with you, but they weren't playable. They added in like this this train that would pass through the the field of battle that you could also defend if you like and I think it would like net you more resources for the next one. They added in a, a way you could replay missions so you could you know play this game more that you shouldn't. Um I actually have the first two games downloaded on my 3DS. I think the first one I bought and the second one I got through like a Club Nintendo reward. I don't remember if I finished either. They're very monotonous. Uh, And I think like at the time they reviewed okay. But I think they got a a bit of a pass because at the time 3DS like digital games on the eShop were a bit of a novelty. Uh, but just getting into the breakdown, um, there's three games. The first one came out in 2012. The last one came out in 2018. That's kind of a six-year wow. window. That's not great. I mean, it is kind of impressive that they made three of these things. It wasn't like they're like a huge scope. So I think you're getting an F there. Um, iconography, maybe an F+, plus, a little bit higher than something like a Star Tropics because you do actually have a mascot character. It's Dylan. He's a cowboy armadillo it's um, <laughs> kind of a silly concept it's a, it's a silly design, it's got some funny side characters, but like, nobody cares about Dylan, you're on a Nintendo podcast, you had no idea who he was oh, F not a clue. Uh, sales, you're getting incomplete here as well, um, 3DS was of course digital only and uh, Nintendo doesn't report on digital sales, didn't back then, still doesn't now as far as I know um, so, no information there, uh, well enough to do three weirdly enough but we don't know what that means yeah uh, we were just talking about how like pikmin could probably sell three million and be really good for them so who knows maybe they were able to sell a hundred thousand and be like yeah okay that was fine uh and as far as like the the reception or the prestige of the series did not review particularly well at all even at the time uh even having gotten that pass for being a digital only game I'm surprised there are three of these. I completely forgot about the third one, Dead Heat Breakers, which came out like that was a post-Switch 3DS game, which you know, the th- yeah, the, oh the 3DS kind of hung around uh, for for, yeah, for a couple of years that. after the Switch. I think 2019 uh, we finally put the nail in the coffin on that one, but yeah, there's the 2018, a year after the Switch came out, uh, releasing this thing only on 3DS. Didn't uh, they added button controls for Dead Heat Breakers, but didn't put it on Switch. And I think Dylan showed up as a Smash trophy, weirdly enough. Or, like, an assist, but neither...
1: I wouldn't be surprised. He looks like it would be a good assist Yeah, he, he
0: kind of, like, has... He fits into, like, the general Nintendo aesthetic, where, like, you look at him, like, yeah, that kind of fits in with the other stuff that they do, but...
1: And some of the stuff that they do is, like, obscure. Like, I don't know who that mm. guy is, but, you know, go kill him. I don't
0: care. You're getting an F there as well. Like, overall, like you were saying, F. This is... Not a series that will continue, nor should it.
1: Mm.
0: I think we're getting toward the end here. Got anything, yeah, else, going got anything else going on? Not really. Okay. No, no, I don't. On the The Mario movies on Peacock now. You can stream it. Oh, yeah. is it? So you got Ooh. a Peacock account? I think like you, you might be able to watch it with a free account, but I'm not sure. Yeah, Mario movies yeah. great. It's um, a lot of fun. they, the, the morning after, like, I think it uh, came out on the third or something. So the other morning I was heading to work heading and Des was going to try to sweep and mop the floors. But of course the children aren't back in school yet. So, you know, they are, are constantly hungry for attention. So when Des, well, Des was trying to sweep, I was like, hang on, you two come sit on this couch. And are like, why, why do we have to sit here? Like, well, first of all, she's going to sweep the floor. So you need to keep your feet off of it. And second of all, here's the Mario movie. <laughs> <laughs> so that kept them uh they they actually it held their attention for the entirety, which was good. Oh yeah, that's a good. Uh one. it should. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I I was able to catch the first like 30 minutes of it. Yeah, still so good. Um something that did not hold Ripley's attention as much was the new Turtles movie that we actually I'm not sure. We went and saw it today. Yeah, was it it was good, good.
1: yeah, it was good. It it looked interesting. I I was very like negative on this movie especially when i saw like what splinter was gonna look mm-hmm. like i'm sick of them dumping on splinter like it, he, he's getting fatter and more incompetent as the series get, get gets more and more released in new iterations I, I won't i won't
0: <laughs> I, I i really love the visual style of this movie including the characters i won't get into spoilers but i will tell you splinter is voiced by jackie chan so
1: yeah, so the initial look of it because you know i work at target and so we get like the mm-hmm. toys early and we get these different posters and just from the poster alone i'm like what did they do in splinter like how <laughs> dare they this is almost as bad as a tv show when they made some fat rat and i'm like what is, what is this garbage um but second i heard jackie chan i'm like oh he's got kicked yeah. butt there, there's no oh, yeah. way <laughs> and uh,
0: there, there's a couple of scenes where he does some very jackie chan things is it uh, they of course lean very heavy into the comedy this movie is a comedy it's an action comedy um they're, there's, they're telling a lot of jokes, and a lot of them like, uh, a lot of the, the jokes, the callbacks are really fun, the the turtles all together have like this this really like uh, good camaraderie and like uh, 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 bickering that happens between all of them it's, uh, they, they really good chemistry uh, between all of them, and I think like overall, I think they really good chemistry with, with April and with Splinter as well, no Casey Jones this time maybe in the sequel <sighs> maybe in the sequel uh, but um yeah, yeah. O- overall, just a, a really good time. Like a lot of the callbacks were really fun. Um, that that I won't spoil because it's a brand new movie, so I won't get into like
1: the art style makes me think of Spider Verse, not to that degree. But yeah, it's kind of Spider Verse ish.
0: Yeah, I-, I know what you mean. Where it's not like a, like a very clean animated movie. It's definitely much more stylized. Which is
1: yeah, and the, especially with some like the 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 some of the color choices mm. that they use with it. They're very very bright and visual in certain mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. And, you know, very hot, like vibrant. And
0: I, I do like how the the, the characters also have very different designs it's much easier to differentiate them uh not just based solely on the color of their their masks. Um well, one thing that I will say is like recently and, and a lot of like the the iterations of Turtles over the past like, a decade or so. Um, they always like have wrath as this like really bulky guy. Yep. And I think that it would be more interesting for, cause he's, he's always like the, the one who's, who's dealing with his, uh, anger in a very outward way. He's, he's, he's filled yep. with rage. I just think it would be more interesting if he was like the smallest of them. Just to <laughs> give him, give him a little bit of a little guy syndrome. Um, and anyway, well, I would,
1: that would be an interesting take on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it was uh, it was really good. Um, all the turtles they did a good job of having all, all of their d- distinct personalities and their own like little character arcs that they're going through. It's exactly what you would think they would be. Um, Leonardo leads, Donatello does machines, etc. Um, but the uh, oh, where where was it going with that? I don't remember. Okay. Oh, even April uh, and Splinter have their own little character arcs that they go on, uh, and the the movie like moves. At such a, a a brisk pace i think it was like maybe slightly more than 90 minutes and they keep it moving Ooh. forward and it doesn't uh
1: that that's a, that's only a little bit longer yeah than it's morbius. slightly more than a morbius <laughs>
0: um and i think that the uh the the runtime works really well for them. none of the action sequences overstay their welcome um outside of maybe it wasn't really an action sequence but there was like a a plot sequence toward the end where when when we're getting to the end of it it it's like okay well maybe without getting into spoilers i won't tell any specific plot points but i was right when we were at uh that this specific plot point and then it moved on to another one i was like well maybe you should have just cut that one and had them move right to that and just make it a little bit tighter but anyway not not much of a complaint just think that uh Sim, similar to Spider-Verse. Like Spider-Verse, it was all over the place. So they kept on hitting all these different plot points and building off of them and had these 15-minute long chase sequences. That movie needed to be tightened up a bit. Um, but Maybe just a little little bit shorter of an experience would have made for for a, a much more fun ride because it, it had stronger momentum going throughout. But yeah, I, I recommend it. I really like this Turtles movie. Ripley didn't like it. I think it's because um, she had a little bit of a headache going into it. So I was a little bit worried that she wouldn't last. Uh, so she lasted through the whole thing. She munched on popcorn and M&M's that we snuck in. The M&M's, not the popcorn. We couldn't sneak that in. Um, You're just sitting there in the back of the theater
1: all of so a sudden you just hear me. <laughs> <crying>. <laughs> with,
0: with like a, a hot plate and one of those stove top tin foil popcorn things. <laughs> um, no, but she, they they both really liked the reclining chairs because we went to the, the Winter Park one.
1: Oh, that yeah. one's nice. Yeah, yeah, I went and saw the barbie movie at um amc in their dolby yeah which that was really fancy that was really nice though the, the seats were all comfy and they, they reclined and everything It's was like oh this is an experience Nice, but yeah i like the barbie movie it was fine it was thumbs, up. Sure. thumbs up
0: sure yeah. inoffensive why not inoffensive.
1: yeah oppenheimer was good i preferred oppenheimer mm. oppenheimer's off not fun but
0: yeah that, that really fun nuclear uh, bomb
1: yeah, they're really fun bombing. You right? know where
0: all those people died? Um, yeah. On that note, that's the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so long. No, no, no. no, no. Um, oh, okay. We, we are going to pivot to Pokemon next. Might do a quiz. We'll see how this Pokemon presents go, see how much uh, material we can get from that. I'm not expecting much. Probably a quiz. And then from there, oh, dude, do we like go directly to a retro show after the Pokemon show? Is that what we're doing?
1: I think so. or I think we're switching the mini show because uh, Ryan can't yeah. join us. Him and Busey are having a, a nice romantic night.
0: Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yep. They they have a uh, Ryan. A, it's been uh, a while. Busey, as a special gift, got Ryan a a, a, a candlelight dinner where the candle is a chandelier. Yeah, had it Ooh. custom made, custom wax chandelier.
1: Pokemon themed romance with Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, I, I'm almost yeah. jealous.
0: Gary's got the uh, the <laughs> clef key to his heart. That's the end. (laughs) Till next time.